Thank you, everyone, for joining us. It is so good to see everyone. I am Dr. Stephanie Singleton, and I am here with the Dr. Rosina Bakari. Yes, our expert psychologist. And we are here with our Valentine's Day series on relationships. And Dr. Bakari, as usual, is going to drop several nuggets. So get something right with or get your phone out you know so you can take notes whatever it is that you do because this is going to be good and you don't want to miss not one note okay so today's episode is titled a relationship will not save you okay a relationship will not save you. So Dr. Bakari, let's just really jump in because when I heard that title, because you titled this episode. So when I heard that title, I'm like, hmm, okay, what is she encountering, right? In her practice that has inspired her to name this episode a relationship will not save you. What are you hearing from people? Thank you for that question. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm really excited to, to uh, dig into this topic. What I'm hearing over the years, uh, a little before COVID, certainly after COVID, is that many people are challenged to find relationships that they believe are valuable and that they can sustain over a period of time. That's, a, that's an issue in and of itself. What's, what comes along with that though, is the pain that they're dealing with because most people don't come to me because they're having problems with relationships. So that's not why most people come to me. Most people come to me because they're having some discomfort, emotional discomfort or pain in their lives. Somehow, mm -hmm the pain ends up being connected to some large degree, sometimes to some smaller degree, to the absence of these valuable or this particular valuable romantic relationship in their lives. The absence of a valuable relationship in their lives can often exacerbate their pain or magnify their pain, or there's this sort of lingering belief that if they could find this relationship that they would be better off. So, or that sometimes is that their inability or that nobody's out there good enough is going to make their pain linger. So there seems to be some relationship between how people see themselves uh, attracting romantic relationships in particular, and their own emotional well-being. So I thought this was an interesting topic that needed to be addressed. So that's why I titled it, A Relationship Will Not Save You, because your emotional well-being is independent, must be independent of the presence of a valuable romantic relationship. Okay, so there's two things there that I want to kind of try to unpack. Um, one thing that you said was that a lot, that a lot of people come and they're look, they feel that, okay, Hey, if I get into a, the right relationship with someone that, um, that'll make them feel better. 
So I guess the question that I have is, well, what's wrong with that? Isn't that kind of, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to say natural, but isn't that kind of like a reasonable expectation? You know, hey, I want a relationship with someone that's going to make me happy. That is a reasonable expectation. It seems reasonable, but it's not practical from a well-being stance. Here's the thing. If you are having these gaps in your well-being and your expectation is that someone is going to show up and fill that gap, something that you don't want is happening. And that is that you are inadvertently giving away the power of well-being, your well-being to someone else. You know what that means? That means you are showing up in that relationship as an underdog. You don't want to show up in a relationship that way. You want to bring your full power, empowerment, not power over someone else, but power over self, your own well-being. You want to bring your fullness into a relationship so that relationships can have a natural life so people can be there and people can be gone according to what's happening in terms of in terms of what it is that you're really looking for or wanting without you determining some sort of value to yourself based on the absence of presence of someone so if so if is so if that person is coming to fill in a gap and that makes me feel better then that's a lot of power. That means I have to do something to hold on to that may not be reasonable, hold on to this thing that's bringing me this well-being. And then it gets all convoluted from there, et cetera, et cetera. The rest becomes history to tell. So that doesn't, that doesn't sound like a real healthy relationship um, in that way. Um, what the, what is like the hallmarks of a healthy relationship then? And I hope we're not being redundant because I hear you use the word a valuable relationship. And I'm thinking in my mind, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. In my mind, I'm hearing a valuable relationship. If it's valuable, then, you know, there's, there's a lot of benefit, but I also want it to be healthy emotionally. Right. Um, so what's, what are, what are the hallmarks of that? So we know that, okay, if we're dating someone, we're looking for a long-term relationship, um, what should we be looking for um, that would indicate, okay, this may be a go? Right. So let me first say that I I'm intentionally using the word valuable and not healthy because <laughs> I think they are different value. So if I have these gaps in my own emotional wellness and someone shows up to fill those, that gap, that is a valuable, that's an asset. That's a valuable relationship. It's not necessarily a healthy relationship. So I intentionally use those words separately. Uh, so the question is then what is a healthy relationship? A healthy relationship is one that has value with low risk of negativity. So it's gonna add the value without jeopardizing your emotional wellness, right? So that's an important, that's an important thing. So that means in that relationship, 
you have reasonable boundaries to keep you emotionally grounded that are not relying on the presence of this person. That's a healthy relationship. That's super important. So a healthy relationship allows you to show up as you are in your as your authentic self to share, to develop a life with someone that you can share. They're bringing something, you're bringing something to share. You're not looking for something to fill you and they're not looking for something to fill them. So there's a shared experience that you are creating based on your wholeness rather than trying to fill each other's wounds or gaps. So that's what we're getting at in this uh, episode. Yeah, and I think that that last part you said is really important that the two people are not looking to like fill each other's wounds, right? Because there's really a lot of that. And I is that the reason why one of the biggest reasons why you titled this episode the way that you did. Yes, absolutely. So save yourself first and then share who you are in a relationship. Uh, To the degree that we don't do that, then we end up sharing the worst of us instead of the best of us sometimes. Right. So we just have to be cognizant of how we're showing up in a relationship without expectations that that relationship is going to fill us in the way that relinquishes us from our own responsibility to heal. We deserve to heal now. We deserve to have our wounds addressed. We deserve to have processes that make us feel healthy and ready for love and all that it brings. We deserve that. But we have to position ourselves for that experience, not look for someone who can create that experience for us. We have to heal ourselves enough so that we can position ourselves to bring something to the table other than our wounds. Mm. So, okay, let me kind of, well, not really play devil's advocate, but here's a question because now we're talking about a lot of internal work, right? And so when people think about doing this type of work, it's like, oh my God, this will be years, okay? Um, to really get to this point where I'm not bringing my wounds. So is there any space for if somebody is working on wounds, then what is the space and the role of their partner in that case? Ooh-wee, that's a question. Okay, those are two different questions. Okay, first, let me let me answer the, the easy part. I am not saying that if you have emotionally emotional wounds that are un, unresolved, that you should not be in a relationship. Let me make that clear. That is not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is that you should not enter into a relationship with the expectation that some partner is going to fix those wounds or fill, the, or fill those gaps. Don't take them in with the expectation and lay it on someone else that, oh, this is what I am. Just accept me who I am. And I'm bringing this, this part of me that's unhealed and unaddressed. And I need you to, to fix it for me or allow me to be this way and everything still be okay. Mm, 
how ready you are for a relationship depends on one, how responsible you are in taking care of your emotional needs. That is your responsibility. You can't take it to someone else and say, here, handle this for me. So that's important. I don't care how much love is in that relationship. Nurturing your emotional wounds is your responsibility. It's unfair and unlikely that someone wants to take that on, especially someone who have their own wounds. We've talked a lot, a lot, a lot about trauma bonding. It doesn't make for healthy relationships. And when you would show up expecting someone to compensate for your wounds, then you end up trauma bonding. And that is one of the biggest reasons relationships often fall out. So what is the person's responsibility when you show up with, with unaddressed or I won't say unaddressed, unresolved uh, uh, emotional wounds? That's who you are. Good luck finding someone who has no issues, no emotional <laughs> wounds. That person, that person, that perfect person does not exist. They don't exist. And so that, so what, that's what I said, what I was saying earlier, the two of you create a space of love that's based on who you are. So if you dare to go into a relationship with someone who have these gaping gaps in their emotional wellness, and you think that you have that so much love that you're going to feel them, then good luck with that because that can be difficult. So it's not that you're waiting for someone perfect, but you're waiting for, but you are, you are taking responsibility for establishing space of love, transparency, and authenticity. You're growing that with someone based on your wellness, not your wounds. Mm. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because yeah, I'm, you know, I know that there's people in relationships, like you say, who have unresolved issues and, um, yeah, if they waited till they resolved, got that all worked out. I mean, they, <laughs> I mean, you know, they would really be throwing the dirt over them, you know? Right. So, you know, yeah, that would really be. So I'm, uh, I'm thinking that in, in, in all of these cases, because like you said, who doesn't have, have something, right? right. Um, the, the, the role then of the partner would be to be, try to be understanding try to be supportive or compassionate like what is because you know what is the best way to handle that especially when you talk about uh, people who are traumatized and going through PTSD um, fix yourself fix yourself like I, I I know this sounds harsh I know it sounds harsh but the expectation I mean you have a responsibility to yourself no one owes you anything. If you only have $20,000, this is the truth, to buy a car, you're not getting a Mercedes Benz. You're not getting one. So you can, so here's some, here's some things that's going to happen to the degree that you expect someone to just show up and take you however you are, however you're showing up, angry, bitter, looking for someone to betray you and all these other things that we bring into the relationship because you have some unresolved wounds. If you then, if you, when you find someone that's gonna tolerate that, 
bitterness, that angry, that mistrust, because you have some unresolved wounds. When you find someone who will tolerate that, trauma bonding happens. The only way that relationship will be sustained is if you both stay wounded and unhealthy. Because even you, as you continue to grow, and Lord knows there's a lot of testimonies out there to this, as you continue to grow and heal, you yourself will outgrow that relationship. You won't want a person who tolerates that. You won't want you because they're bringing their own ugliness that you're tolerating too. And so it rarely do two people grow at the exact same pace. Doesn't usually happen. So when you bring yourself and you are, and you have, um, high levels of dysfunction in a relationship due to your open wounds, unresolved issues, then it's difficult for you to choose someone today and continue to heal and that person still be the right person for you. Mm. It's difficult to do. It's difficult. So if you have if you have if your wounds are so fresh, so open, so unresolved that it makes it difficult for you to trust and, and engage in relationships with a sense of trust and boundaries and respect and all the goodness that people have so that so that relationships feel good and bring out the best in each other. If you don't have enough going for you to do that, then you owe it to your partner, your future partner to show up as best you can, as best you can. If you're talking about being with someone long-term, then show up as best you can. Don't try and get, go out and find someone who's going to endure you. If you do, you will outgrow them. It's unfair. If you know you got stuff going on, then deal with it. And it does not take a lifetime. Healing itself is a a journey that we stay on for a lifetime, but you should not forever be bitter and angry and mistrustful and all that stuff to the degree that you make being in a relationship with you difficult. Mm. Oh, thank you. That was, that was really a word. That was, that was good. That was really, really a lot. And we usually don't hear that when people are talking about, you know, healthy, getting in valuable and healthy relationship. We don't hear people, you know, talk about this type. There's a whole lot of advice out there. Do this, look like this, say this, do that. But there's not this, what you just brought to us, which is put your own mask on first, get you together, really look at and create awareness about your unresolved issues that impact your relationship with everybody, I'm assuming, right? Not just with a a partner, but everybody's circumstances, your coworkers, you know, your children, whoever, you know. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for this, Dr. Bakari. As Mm -hmm. always, is there any last minute nuggets you want to give to everybody out there, you know, regarding uh, relationships? Well, you know my favorite saying, Dr. Singleton. I see. Yes, I do. So I know what you're getting ready to say. Yeah. Every relationship is really a relationship with yourself. 
by that way, you deserve to bring yourself to yourself, to yourself. You deserve to be fulfilling to you so that when you show up in these relationships, you show up with all of your essence, no guilt, no shame, no, I have to settle for this because this is all. No, you deserve to be your best. You deserve to heal because you deserve to heal. And when we focus on healing for ourselves, then all that we have to give to someone else will definitely be enough. Because we should never have to worry about whether or not we have enough to bring into a relationship. Ooh, mm. When we ask that, ask that question of ourselves, we're going to be okay. Am I okay with me? Am I okay with me? When I know that I'm enough for me, because I'm not bitter and angry for me and myself when I interact in the world. I go to sleep with peace. I wake up with peace. I'm not just constantly in conflict with myself internally. When I have resolved those issues within me, I'm ready for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Ooh, thank you. That's a lot for folks to really just take in and really sit with really sit with. Thank you so much, Dr. Bacari. Please let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, how they can follow your work. Please let them know. Thank you. Uh, R-O-S-E-N-N-A-B-A-K-A-R-I, rosinabacari.com. That's my website. That's the easiest way to reach all of my other links. I am definitely on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, so follow me there. Look for me there. You can also um, uh, search on Amazon, Rosina Bakari, and you can find uh, all seven of my books. So you can support me in that way too. And if you go to my website, the joy is that you can also access the link for a 30 minute free consultation with me. That's one to jump on. A 30-minute free consultation. Run, 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 run to rosinabacari.com. Okay, you cannot be that with a stick. Dr. Bacari, as always, we appreciate you so much. And thank you so much for all you do to really just help people heal and get to themselves. Oh my goodness, everybody, thank you for joining us. Share, 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 share this video with everybody that you know, and we will see you again next time. Thank you so much.